of WTF Anime, the show where, in the English dub, Travis and I will be cousins rather than co-hosts. I'm as ever your host, Joe, and joining me is the aforementioned Travis. Hey, Joe, what's up, man? I'm very tired. I I know <laughs> you so are, tired. and we have almost 30 minutes of recording uh, before we ever <laughs> launched into this, which is fun. We have more than that. You know that. I know that, but not on this particular recording. Ah, a new recording, a fresh start. A new dawn, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old song. Uh, yeah, this is actually our first recorded episode in 2020, so happy new year. I mean, after the first three days, everything should be fine from what I've seen. Yeah, everything's fine. You don't need to worry about it. There's no continents on fire. Nothing like that. Yeah. If if you have the means, please go and support the firefighters in Australia. Yes. Or, you know, just any any charitable organization around there, please go and do that. That would be excellent of you. But with that self-effacing and sobering thought, Travis, what have we watched today? We watched Yona, and I can't remember the rest of it. I just got Yona. Yona of the Dawn. Ah, Yona of the Dawn. See, that's where the new Dawn joke, and then it failed, because I thought it was the new Dawn. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Twilight movie. Oh, no. I If I can ever not reference the Twilight movies... Is that the movie where a werewolf imprints on a baby? Or am I thinking of... No. New Dawn is the second one. If my wife were here, she would nail that question. <laughs> I don't know. I may have had an ex who was very into that, and I have watched all of them. I have also been forced to watch all of them, but <laughs> I've done what I can to scrub my think meats of uh, everything I watched. Uh, speaking of scrubbing think meats, let's talk about this this program, this anime that we watched. So I, I said this to Travis when we were setting up, getting ready to watch the episode. I love this show. None of the reasons I really love this show are in this one episode, and I did not remember anything that happened in the first episode. The The only saving grace is I didn't have to come into the middle of a show where there's a lot of stuff already established. Yeah. That's the nice thing about beginning with episode one. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I did think about it to be like, hey, here's my favorite character, and you should love them, because you have no context for why you should love them. So, we went with the first episode. What is this called? Is it just called Princess Yona? It's called Princess Yona. That is it the is. name of this episode. Are we ready to just jump into this? This feels like we're being so efficient. I know, right? It's it's very weird, but... Okay, so do you want to do you want to talk about the opening? Uh, the only thing I have to say is it was pretty. Like the opening scene or the opening opening opening? The opening opening opening. Okay. Well, the opening scene that we get is our titular Yona looking out and being like, this place is cold. I remember when I didn't know what cold was when I was in the palace. And we see she is attended by a group of boys shrouded in shadow to keep the mystery of the dragon safe. And then we get into the opening where it's like, fuck it. Here are some dragons, bitches. Yeah, they do that. Uh, the actual like opening credits is what I was referring to when I said it, it was pretty. You could tell there was money pumped into it. That said, the, the theme song and even the visuals aren't overly compelling necessarily. They're just, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's okay. 
So I love the opening. Like it has that very classical oriental feel to it. I could see that. Uh, one thing that caught my attention is they kind of have like a map scrolling through in the background. And it reminds me of all the old uh, Tolkien maps of Middle Earth. <laughs> and I was like, I used to love those maps. I'd stare at them. They w- I found them visually appealing. So that, that stuck out to me. Yeah, like the main thing about the opening is it shows a bunch of characters that we aren't supposed to know yet. Like all of the cute boys. There's so many cute dragons in this. Shock horror. <laughs> I wonder why Joe liked this so much, you guys. There are two silverhead boys. How can I not like this? <laughs> they, they've got your number, Joe. And one of them was wearing a skull mask, and it's like, yeah. He does kind of uh, cosplay as Cubone, yes. <laughs> yeah, Sheena is a Cubone Gajinka, and it's it's very good. They're very soft, but they also murder. It's good. Don't know what a Gajinka is. Uh, it oh. sounds like a, blo- a a game you play with wooden blocks, but that's Jenga. So uh, Gajinka is uh, taking, like, either an animal or, like, a animal-style character, like you see a lot with Pokemon, making that clothes for human. Uh, okay. Taking a pattern and being, like, putting it on human clothes. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. I got you now. That that makes more sense. Anyways. (laughs) I only had to say the same thing twice. Uh, You said it differently. (laughs) <laughs> so we come out of the opening, and we are in what I can only assume is like a feudal career? Maybe? Immediately, everything is like feudal Japanese, but all of the names are Korean in nature, because we have King Il delivering an address to the people of his city. Now, Joe, I would like to stop right here and make a quick point about when you were listening to this in Japanese, which I speak none of, and is a very quickly spoken language most of the time, and you're just reading the subs, and the typeface they use for the subtitles <laughs> doesn't differentiate between an I and a lowercase L, and it basically, it, it looked like it was King 2. Uh, it was King 2. Yeah, King 2, son of King. Son of King 1. Grandson of King. Grandson of King from Tekken. (laughs) They come from leopard people. Yeah, unfortunately, this king didn't retain any of his tiger heritage. He's he's almost like a chibi old man. He's very squat. There's not a lot of definition to his features. He's just an old man with a mustache and a very fancy hat. What jingle? Yeah, he's got the he's got like the low pan hat on from Big Trouble. I'm not wrong, Joe. <laughs> I was not expecting to think about Big Trouble in Little China today. And here we are. I was not mentally prepared. <laughs> it's got a beholder in it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh, sweet Gracie. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I gotta say about the, the, the character of the king as this episode goes on, I was very surprised that He's a nice person in power. I was expecting he was going to be like a stuffy dick. Because that's that's often what you get with king characters in an anime is like, you know, this is the way things are. And I figured he'd be like yelling at his daughter about shit like she the whole thing is 
it opens up, like you said, him giving a speech about his daughter's birthday, and she ends up missing the thing, and he's totally chill with it. This is just an old man who has lost his wife and doesn't want to take up any weapons, and that is kind of surprising as a character for someone in power. Like, it's actually very interesting. Yeah, he's not the the type A douchebag that is typically cast in that role whenever you see people write, you know, kings. Yeah, it's it's not like expressly spoken, but the kind of vibe that the character gives off is like he actually cares about his people. There's no huge monologue about the importance of the lower class, but just by the way he conducts himself, we can kind of infer that, or at least I did. Yeah, I uh, I also did uh, got that too. That not only does he seem to be nice to his daughter, he seems to be genuinely concerned with the welfare of the kingdom and not just his own coffers. The main thing we get from this kind of opening bit is like, he doesn't like a war that's going to come. Yeah. But yeah, he gives this whole speech and walks back into a chamber where we meet our main character, Yona, sheer princess with big red hair, what is curly and unruly. Yeah. uh, She even makes mention of it and she apologizes to her dad because she's been trying to figure out which outfit she wanted to wear, basically, and ended up missing the the whole speech he gave. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I am very cute, but I don't like this outfit and I don't like this hair that I have. It's curly and shit. Boo. In fact, yeah, she even mentions it to her dad, who's the one she tells she's very cute to, which is weird. (laughs) Weird weird call. You've got to have self-esteem. There's a difference between self-esteem uh, and self-obsession, I think, Joe. <laughs> if we haven't crossed the line, I can see the border from where we're standing. We're going to get into like a lot of Yona's character, but she is like so guarded and so protected and given so much self-worth of just, you are the princess, yeah, you can look how you want, you can be pretty, but also like have this one thing about you you don't like, but that's fine, don't worry about it. Here, have things. Yeah, I I can't imagine living that kind of life, how that would fuck you up and like warp your, your sense of what the real world is like. In this scene, we also meet the best character in this first episode. Yeah, um, I uh, we meet uh, Hack. And I gotta say, 10-10, best boy, Hack. 10 out of 10. That's a good boy. Hack is like the princess's bodyguard or like attendant to the king who we learn later had some relationship or is at least friends with the princess as a young girl yeah they kind of grew up together yeah so he is basically this no nonsense knows exactly what his duty is guardian who is also a sassy motherfucker that's i think my favorite part of the character is he clearly grew up around the royals but was himself not royal like he's a general now Mm -hmm. he's one of the king's generals but that means that he had to go up through the ranks you know so while he was side by side with the royals and saw the life they led he's also had to you know work his way up from the bottom and is completely not enchanted by the whole idea of the fact that they are royal. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a little drop of his father is very important, like a military general. Uh-huh. 
but it seems from his character that like you say he has gone through basic training he's met a bunch of lower class people he's been around them but he's also had like this other life of being around the ruling class and it seems he's way more dedicated to the people who are subservient to the nobles than he is like oh this is yona my friend from like when i was growing up yeah uh in fact we get introduced to him because the first thing he ever says is kind of an insult to take the princess down a peg yeah, yeah. So Yona says, hey, don't you think my hair is weird? Her dad goes, no, your hair's not weird. Um, Hack, relieve the tension from this situation. And Hack goes, her hair isn't weird. It's her brain that's weird. <laughs> to which she kind of loses her shit and starts like flinging shit at him. Yeah, she has the anime reaction of, oh, you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> But all of that is alleviated because there is an arrival at the castle. Ooh. And who arrived, Joe? Who? It's only the son of someone very important, but also... Yona's cousin? Yona's cousin? Mm-hmm. We're about to get a little weird up in here, you guys, but historically very accurate. Yes. So, obviously, from the way Yona reacts to Sun Won and a bunch of stuff that's going to happen in a sec, she's super in love with him, but they cousins. And that may be weird to, you know, anyone with any kind of sense, but given the error of which this is seemingly set, hey, guess what? Royals wanted to keep their blood pure, so inbreeding? Fuck yeah. We're very noble. You can tell by how far apart our eyes are. So I swear to God, anyone who wants to take that sound clip of me saying inbreeding fuck yeah out of context, <laughs> if you've done the work, I accept that you do that. <laughs> I'm also putting this disclaimer into the episode to say that sarcasm. Uh, uh, here at WTF Anime, we don't really endorse inbreeding. Don't do that. Icky. Not a fan. Um... Yona runs to meet uh, someone. She has like flashbacks to someone being a child and bumps into actual someone who is like, oh heck, it a boy. Him boy. Yup. Just just a boy. Straight up boy. Straight up boy, huh? Huh. So, I mean, do you want to. It's so weird because there's a big dichotomy in how they act with each other. Suwon versus is Yona. The perceptions seem to be very different. I, I don't know if you got the same thing. Yeah. I actually really like their relationship as understanding where they came from as nobles growing up together, but also having them as a romantic interest. <laughs> We're going to get onto it, but like, Sunwon presents as like, he is aware that there is this attraction. He plays dumb. We'll get onto it later but is also like very a facing of where we can't really do the things we used to do as kids because you are a woman now. Right. I, I also get a lot of, of brother energy from him. Yeah. Yeah. He's very protective of Yona because of their growing up. Yeah. Taking the inbreeding thing out of this, I do really like the way their relationship is structured because Everything makes sense. Yeah, if they if they weren't related by blood, this would be really sweet and cute. But I can't 
there's always the the inbreeding trumpets blaring loudly in my ears <laughs> as this whole thing is rolling by. Yeah, and a lot of that is from Yona's perception of Sun Won. A lot of it is put on by her of how she has this whole idea mapped out of how her life is supposed to go. Well, I mean, I, that's probably all she's ever been told, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about the role of a royal uh, in like a traditional style court, you were very restricted in the things you, you were allowed to do, and you were basically told from birth, this is your path. Restricting the things you can do, which actually we get onto a bit later, and the people you could associate with. Yeah. Although the king doesn't put out that kind of energy, like where she wouldn't be. I mean, maybe he was different when he was younger, but like, I don't know. He seems like a man of the people kind of king. Hmm. I think it is. It's not necessarily like fatherly pressure, but it kind of is. Like it is society. Might even be a, a societal thing where. Yeah. You know. It's, it's society putting pressure on the father to make his daughter act the way that society thinks it should work. Sure. Did that sentence make any sense? It did make sense. Cool. I understand you're full of whiskey and lack of sleep right now, so don't worry. We got you, man. We get like a flashback of uh, someone and Yona as children with Yona not eating because her mother just died. Yeah, so... Anime dead mom syndrome. Yeah, well, well, I mean, depression and lack of appetite can often go hand to hand. Yes. And this this is one of those moments where I said, again, very sweet, very brother energy, as uh, Suwon actually says that uh, he'll be her mother now, and the first thing that she needs to do is eat. Like, he's yeah. very concerned about this girl and, and took care of her through you know, that very difficult time of just losing her mom, which is probably why she has such a deep kind of loving bond with him. Yeah, maybe she has the idealized version of her mom and like the romance that her mom and her dad shared. So that might be kind of what she's putting on someone. Maybe. It's very interesting. It is very interesting, but that scene is very sweet. Like, he can tell something's wrong, and he literally throws his cloak over her so that no one can see her and tells her, it's okay, no one can see you, you can cry now. Yeah, like, no one can see you cry, I took this peach because I knew you weren't eating right. Yeah, it's it's very cute and good. You know what's funny? What's that? I think we've spent m- way more time on this entire first like 10 minutes than i thought we would because the first half of this show or like the first two thirds are just slice of life romancy bullshit it's it's easy two thirds yeah yeah i'm genuinely shocked you've been able to maintain interest enough to talk about it well here's the thing you know i don't hate slice of life i hate slice of life that if you throw a romance story in there it's a little better it makes it interesting slice of life where it just feels like you're twiddling your thumbs and it's about whatever, it loses me quick. But it's just like Suri Children. That's slice of life, but it's all little weird, awkward romance vignettes. This makes me feel way better about wanting to make you watch Toradora. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'll watch that. Cool. So we, we, we come out of that flashback and all of these good feels. Yona is like, hey, someone, want to hang out? 
and someone is hanging out with a hack. They're doing archery off of horses, which there was a weird instance of like CGI very early on in the episode. So I was shocked to see like this be well animated. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're each doing uh, mounted archery, riding by and, and firing their bows off at a, a target. And uh, Suwon is near perfect, but then best boy <laughs> nails it. Our boy hack, yeah. Just bullseye. Yep. Oh, you, you'll get it next time. I'm sure, Your Majesty. I think he even compliments him that it was a magnificent shot he made because, you know, royals and ass-kissing. Suck up to the royals. And I do like this kind of characterization from Suwon, who's just like, you don't have to call me Your Majesty because we're like childhood friends. You just call me my name. And Hack's like, I, I know my station. I know where my lot in life is. So... Your Majesty. <laughs> so, uh, after that... Yona is jealous. Yona is jealous, and she wants to go shoot bows and fuck around with weapons, too. And the king's like, mm, hard no. Hard no. I don't even fuck around with weapons. Yeah. I'm a cowardly king. Hey, we're learning this now. Yeah, she actually... I think she calls him the cowardly king, doesn't she? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm good with it. I, I'm trying to remember, but he immediately is just like, I, oof, no, I just don't like weapons. But like later on, he does admit, yeah, I know. I don't, I don't like war. I just like people existing. Sure. Uh, everybody should not like war way more than what our world does. But anyways. <laughs> We're getting so close into this. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but someone is like, hey, Yona. Come learn how to ride a horse. You like horses? Yona is like, I do like horses. I'm trepidatious, but I'm going to ride a horse because you're like, hey, here is my manliness. I want to ride a horse. She rides a horse. And they talk about marriage talks, like marriage yeah. conversations. Weirdest part is they chose to use Genuine's Pony uh, as the soundtrack for this scene. Just offsetting. I'm sorry, I don't know that. Oh, see, Joe, that'd be funny if you did. You know the song, you just don't know you know it. It's been used in a lot of movies. Okay. <laughs> do you want to break me off a piece? Uh, I'm going to... Hold on, let me think about that. Nope. <laughs> okay, so they're riding the horses and talking about marriage talks. Someone has been like, yeah, I've had some marriage talks. What about you? And Yona is like, I totally, mm-hmm, yep, talks about marriage. I'm going to marry the first human being I can think of. Oh, Hack? Isn't, Shit. Aren't they riding by Hack when she says it? It's literally like, <laughs> first person I can think of. There's Hack. Hack. Hack is the person that I'm supposed to marry. He's like 10 feet away. Yeah. It's very good. I just wish he would have been like, like, had, a, like, a mouthful of food or something at that point, and then just looked at him and like, excuse me? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, come again? Jumping forward a bit, like, Hack does call her out on this, and is just like, you're the one who said that we had marriage talks. You're being, like, so manipulative to try and get this guy to be jealous of me so that he dates you? That's fucked up, yo. Hey, I'm also a servant to you. Backs away slowly. Yeah, I everything about Hack's character I love because he just he suffers no bullshit. He calls everybody yeah. out on it. Hack is very good. 
I think we go from there to Yona uh, saying to her dad, Hey, I am Rai Sunwan. You can't stop me. Her dad goes, Can't marry him. Because reasons? Nebulous reasons. It's, it's really weird. The reason he gives is basically, you know, I married your mother and she was killed by bandits. And anybody that gets married into this family, you know, they, they're at risk because of the nobles. And also the person you marry will become king. But isn't Suwon already a noble? Yeah. So theoretically facing that same danger anyways right now? I mean, there are some things we learn about Suwon. Yeah. So... The king's thoughts are entirely justified if people are going to come for the royal family. Spoilers. Yeah, did, did not expect the... Uh, we've got a third act turn here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. The first, like, two-thirds of this show were just like, I know where Yona is going to be at the end of this. Yeah. And, like, the final third was just like, oh, I remember why I, why I like this show. You know, it was very weird for me, because when the show started... You know, you've got that opening scene with them up on that cliff. Mm -hmm. And I totally forgot about that as I was watching the main body of the show. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I was like, where are they going? Is this, is this about a girl finding love and maybe fully coming to peace with the death of her mother? Is, is that what this show is going to be? Like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make the Beetlejuice joke on this podcast, did I? No, you did not. Okay. <laughs> nope, that was that was off mic, sir. The moment's gone, but I made a good reference to Beetlejuice. You did, you did. <laughs> oh, then we talked about musicals for like 45 minutes. We did. <laughs> Boy. Ugh. But yeah, like th this scene kind of ends with her father basically saying, I've given you everything you could ever have wanted, but I cannot give you this boy. Right. And then rain happens because it's sad and dramatic, and that leads us into our act break, which we'll most likely record later in the year. <laughs> oh, that sounds, sounds good to me. Mid-roll time once again, and as we intonated earlier, it is future John Travis once again, coming at you. Hi, Travis. Hey, Joe. Uh, the future, so bright, I gotta wear shades. Now that we're in the cyberpunk future, we are all jacked into the Matrix. It's so much neon, you guys. Just, I don't even understand why they have neon on some of the things, but they do. Because it's the future of the 80s, Travis. Yeah, and everything looks like it smells like Philadelphia. Not great. Sick Philadelphia burn? Question mark. I I know nothing about the state. I know they have a sports team called the Eagles. Well done, you did it. Uh, that is correct. The town also smells like trash. Yeah, they have a sports team that is the band the Eagles. <laughs> the Fighting Joe Walshes. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to dunk on Philadelphia. We are here to shamelessly shill our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash WCF Anime Show, which, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get some cool bonus things, like series reviews and movie reviews. Travis. Yes. 
Remove from your mind what we are recording tonight. Okay. <laughs> what was the last movie that we watched? Oh, shit. Uh, the last movie that we watched... I, I can't get Lupin out of my head. Was it Lupin? It wasn't Lupin. Or Lupin? Lupin. No. Shit, what was it? I don't know. that. <laughs> I hated Lupin so much that it's still stuck in my head. It won't ever leave. Think cream pie. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, what was that called? <laughs> now I'm just doing bits in my head that we went through. <laughs> so last, our last movie review was Wolf Children. That's it. <laughs> A very sweet and good story about family and doggos. And absentee fathers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh. <laughs> oh, giving it that WTF anime spin. As, as often we do. Yeah, we took this very beautiful, incredibly emotional movie and made it about a dude traveling around Japan trying to repopulate wolves in general. Wolves gotta fuck, man. It's just the way it is. That's how wolves do. Wolves do gotta get their fuck on. (laughs) (laughs) So that was our last movie review. (laughs) We have had a bit of a break for our Black Butler series review. Anyone who exists on the internet and follows us and the people we like uh, will know that Alan is going through some very shitty times right now, so we can't quite mesh schedules together at the moment. Very recently, we, we got hung out and like talked about what we're doing in the future. Hey, we'll, we'll get back to Black Butler when Alan is good and ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to destroy the continuity of having him there with us reviewing. Yeah, like, Alan's health is more important than making content. Anybody that doesn't disagree with that, or does disagree with that, is a monster. Anyways, give us money for content. (laughs) (laughs) You see, that's that's why it was weird. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess that is the most unnatural segue uh, (laughs) to, to say... Once again, uh, if you like what we do, please consider our Patreon, which is Joe. Patreon.com forward slash WTF Anime Show. We now return you to your past, peasants. Wow, rude. Or present? Shit, I'm bad at time travel. We've gone too deep. And, of course, things are raining, because everything is sad, because Yona is like, Oh no, I can't love a someone because my daddy won't let me. Yep, uh, she's sitting outside of one of the houses, it's all dark and, and rainy, and she's pouting uh, with her own thoughts, when all of a sudden... Dun-dun-dun, there is an evil man slash stranger. Yeah, uh, a a lanky silhouette of some sort uh, pokes out from around a corner, and this kind of reaches for her, and Yona freaks out. Rightly so, I would say. Yeah, we're going to see this, like, spooky man wandering around for a bit of the rest of the show. It's time for another very sweet and cute interaction between someone and Yona. Yes. So she takes off running, bursts into a room 
and gets grabbed by somebody and she's again freaking out until she realizes that the person who grabbed her in the dark room was Suwon. Someone heard her like yelling and shouting and was just like, hey, I'm going to calm you down. I'm going to do it in exactly the same way that we did as children. And this is where we kind of get like the confession scene. And there is a moment here that I've never seen like animated that fucking struck me. Okay. We're basically looking at someone from the camera's perspective. And then there's that little like bow of water at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then it goes completely blurry. We are looking through Yona's eyes as she begins to cry, and it's so fucking good. <laughs> huh. I I didn't fully pick up on that, actually. Apart from Hack, it might be my favorite moment in this episode. Okay. Like, it's just so well shot, and I cannot think of any other instance of that happening. Yeah. I've watched enough shows to watch enough anime girls cry, but never like a POV cry. It's very good. <laughs> but yeah, she, she like confesses and it's like, oh, you don't see me that way. You don't see me as a woman. And they go from the switch of, oh, God, she might have been grabbed by a stranger to a cute scene of just like very serious relationship stuff. Switching back to the comedy because they've kind of gone with that muted palette of rain to be like, oh, shit things are getting serious to like oh no the show's going to continue and then they switch back into hey serious shit is happening it's good i like it yeah yeah it is it is not bad at all the whole thing is someone is kind of taking or oh boy spoilers again pretending to take yona at face value of like her new fiance is hack and is like it is unseemly for us to be together in a room alone I will get a guard to take you to Hack's room. And that's where we get like the whole confession thing going on. Apparently someone has like had a bunch of marriage talks and is just like, you know, I was never really, really into them. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I was starting to be like, I don't know what's going on with this show exactly. <laughs> Till we get to our twist. Yeah, it's playing around a lot. And I, I really think they do it effectively. They set up all these comedy beats, and when they fall back on them, it oh, it's a subversion of a weird thing that happened. But then the subversion is a subversion. It's good. I like it. It's an inception, Joe. Boom. <laughs> Spin the fucking top. <laughs> so yeah, they they have this really cute talk. Is is there anything you want to cover on the talk? Not really. It's it's general kind of cutesy slice of life romance stuff for the most part yeah so now we are at yona's oh boy 16th birthday Woohoo! Mm. uh so yeah they they have this like birthday party yona complains about her hair again so it's just again like we had this emotional scene cut in with jokes and then immediately we're back to like the same vibe the rest of the show is giving off and someone calls Yona away to be like, hey, we've got a secret to show you. And he presents her with a cool hairpin because this whole day she's been like, oh, I wanted my hair in a bun. Yeah. I, I kind of want to pull back to like the opening scene. I'm assuming you noticed because, Travis, you have watched programs before. You did notice her hair was noticeably shorter. Yes, I had indeed noticed that. Yeah. Oh, God, I just remembered the thing I was going to liken this to. So 
she goes with someone to like get this gift and she's like oh i hate my red hair it's awful and then a man compliments her on the color of her hair and she's like oh i love my hair now exactly what happened in black butler yeah yeah actually you know what that uh i i can i can see the link there <laughs> adam red has shorter hair in like the rest of the show oh hot damn hot dig damn it's almost like women cutting their hair in anime is a whole thing about character progression it's weird but it's a thing that happens i've actually seen it used in live action before yeah mulan wait no mulan isn't a live action yet oops nope uh uh, the TV comedy series Scrubs. When Elliot comes on, she's got like longer hair, but then she gets a shorter, more stylish cut when she starts to come into herself and be more confident mm. as a doctor. I wonder. Culturally, I understand like long hair is associated with femininity a lot of the time. Is is that what you're going with? Yeah, yeah. I'm so curious where like the first instance of a woman cutting her hair, which is. More than anything, just practical if you're talking about being on a battlefield, but... Uh, I mean, long hair worked for Boudicca. <laughs> yeah, but we should probably get back to the, the anime, which is very loosely based on an idea of history, but not really. <laughs> there are dragons in the show. Like, shoot dragons. <laughs> They're not in this episode, but there are actually dragons. So this whole time where they've been having this scene of, oh, your hair is so beautiful. It's like the breaking of a dawn. Hack has just been standing 10 feet away again. And Hack's just like, um, excuse me? <laughs> the the king was looking for you? And Yona's like, oh, I'm mad at my dad because he said I couldn't marry the boy. Tell him I'm resting in my room. And Hack and someone have a conversation that is, is kind of like reinforcing the... Hack has a relationship like a more familiar relationship than his station can allow. But then they're like, hey, do you notice something weird's going on? It's almost like a sneaky guest walked in. Hmm. Curiouser and curiouser, Joe. Yeah. And someone's like, well, I guess, I suppose, you know. We cut to Yona resting in a room, which is at the end of the day, because it's nighttime, and she's like, okay, this is the moment. I'm going to go and tell my dad that I'm going to marry someone, and it's going to be great. Nothing bad could possibly happen. <laughs> Everything was okay until the Sunwon Nation attacked. Yeah, pretty much. Here, here's that Act 3 plot twist to which I was referring earlier. It's the time. Everything is muted and rainy again. Yep. Okay. So, she walks into the room to find her father. Dad's not doing necessarily so hot <laughs> as he stumbles forward onto the ground and falls and blood begins to pool and out of the shadows steps dun 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 suon oh no it's not like we've been hinting at this the entire episode right he, he's spattered with blood and holding a blade and her immediate reaction is suon call the healer we we need to help him oh i love this because there is a thing that anime can do with eyes and certain actors can do with eyes of just either completely cold and callous or entirely mentally shut down. Mm hmm Like, um, Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men can do this look of just, I'm completely dissociated from humanity 
I'm doing a murder now. Yes. Yes, he can. <laughs> there's, there's other actors, but that's like what I immediately jump to. Mads Mikkelsen can do it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him given the opportunity, but, um, oh, I can picture the actor now and I can't think of the name. The guy that's completely method never leaves character once he's in it until the shoot. Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah. Yes. I could see him completely pulling that off, the the dead intensity stare. Yeah, because you, you get the look from someone that is just like, yep, I do not give a shit. Yes, I have murdered this person. And then Yona looking at her dead father being like, what do I do now? Yeah. Someone doesn't even have a villain monologue. It's so good. Because we cut to Hack, who's just like, hey, it's really quiet around here. Yeah, he he's actively like, because they set it up where you think that he's not going to be there in time to save her. Mm-hmm. Because someone hands him like a giant jug of sake, and he he takes like a healthy pull off of it. Yeah. And then we smash cut to Yona being like four standby soldiers who are just like, the king is too weak. We need to kill the royal family so we can do a war. And then the boy. Hack shows up and murders the shit out of these people. Yes, yes, he does. Now, I have a question. Do do people have, like, shonen-style almost superpowers in this sometimes? Yes. Because they mentioned that Hack was part of the wind army, I want to say, and his moves kind of have, like, a, a wind thing going on where they blow the gu- uh, it blows the guys into the wall. There's definitely like a supernatural element. Like you say, Hack is part of the Wind family, like Wind clan. I can't quite remember the vernacular. Right. But there is definitely something about Hack that is supernatural. Like he he cuts up some people real good and then he does like a swing that like blows a bunch of people away and they fall away in blood, which this show does blood, which is kind of a surprise from the opening. Well, not the opening, but like the the first. Yeah, it, it definitely was not what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> and then we have Hack defending Yona, and then someone shows up, and they both have the anime glean in their eyes that means we're gonna do a fight. Yeah, they they, they give each other the showdown stare. And that's the end of the episode. It is the ending. I'm less thrilled about the music, but again. The ending is a bunch of still shots of characters that I love, so it's just like, yeah, you know, it's okay. It's an anime ending. Sure. So, yeah, uh, all in all, that was kind of a wild uh, ride for a first episode. We we went a lot of places. (laughs) I like to do this with first episodes, but did this intrigue you to watch any more? I know time is a fact, but like, given all of the time in the world... Would you be interested in watching more of this show? Yeah, I would, actually. I, I'm kind of curious because they, they've hinted at a, a, a much larger plot with this insurrection going on right now. And we, we, ha- we know so little of the world outside of the palace, but we've already been shown that outside of the palace is where most of this is going to take place in that very opening scene. So Yeah, also me yelling about cute dragon boys. <laughs> you have done that a couple of times. Once or twice, maybe. <laughs> yeah, once or twice, maybe. But yeah, I, I'd be interested to see more of this. It, it seems like it's it's a cool show. Like I say, I, I didn't really have... I knew the basic beats of the story, but I didn't know what happened in this first episode. I, I'm so glad that I got to go back and watch this and kind of 
enjoy the tricks they played around with the tropes of the setting. Sure. So does this make you want to go back and rewatch? There's a lot of stuff on my plate right now. Sure. For me to go back and rewatch. Again, th- this is this has got the caveat of infinite time. I think the thing is, if I went back to rewatch this show, I would go back and rewatch the episodes where all the dragons show up. <laughs> because again, like they are them and hack are my favorite part of this show. But this gave me kind of a new appreciation of how well the first episode sets up the twist. Yeah, it was it was very good. It caught me kind of out of left field there. And I think that that's really what set the hook for it. They did show a few times this character, like Dark Haired, who reached for Yona. They do do a good job of being like, hey, it's definitely not someone. Mm-hmm. Here's this other guy who's just here, who we don't know anything about. It's good. It is good. So, Joe, is it about that time? Wow, we, we rattled through Final Thoughts pretty quickly. We did, unless you've got more. No, no. I'm I'm actually very happy of where this ended up. All right. Uh if that's the case, I don't even have to like beg you to actually give me the next time on. I know, right? I'm I'm all on it. Yeah. Except now you're making it awkward by pointing it out. Well, you know, that's what I have to do. <laughs> next time on WTF Anime. So, as we mentioned in a previous mid-episode break, we watched Lupin the Third, and it got me in a lot of feels about Persona. Oh, okay. And Travis, there is a Persona 5 anime, which is the Persona I'm most familiar with. So what we are going to do next time is, for the first time for me, because I'm very curious to see if this is just like a cash grab, we are going to watch Persona 5, the animation, episode 1. Okay, so break out the dating sim, basically. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think that's a dating sim, isn't it? There is a dating sim element, yes. Okay. I'm so curious about what this show actually is. I I have zero information about this, other than the random things that you and several people we know have said about it. That's what makes it so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess uh, that's what we're watching next time. You want to hit them with some business? If you'd like to find the show on Twitter, we are there at WTF Anime Show. If you would like to leave us any recommendations, you can hit us up using WTF Anime Show at gmail.com. And if you'd like to find myself, me, on Twitter, I'm at the Joe Hadfield Travis. Where can they find you? All right. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at Dice Lobber, D I C E L O B B E R. And I don't run the WTF Anime uh, Show handle so uh if you want to talk to both of us you're gonna have to tag me with it that said if you like what we do here and you want to hear some more stuff that we're involved with check out the lost library casts where joe and i are actually part of two different shows one of them being grayscales which while currently on hiatus should be coming back this year super excited for that and then on top of that, we also have Fifth Watch, which also will be making its triumphant return shortly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I neglected to mention something when I was shouting out Twitters. But yes, absolutely. Listen to the Lost Library. Fifth Watch is a thing I'm very proud of. I want to put a shout out to Luke at I Am Bardicus, who hit us up about Fate, which is something that I asked about very recently of something I could show Travis. 
they gave us a couple of episodes to watch of like an entry. So I just wanted to say thank you very much to them. Yeah. I get to inflict something on Travis that I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> nice. It's my favorite thing. When we both have no clue what's happening. I do love that. <laughs> As future Joe and Travis mentioned in the mid-episode break, we have a Patreon that is patreon.com forward slash WTF anime show where you can support us on various levels for cool bonus content like movies and season reviews. And I believe, Travis, is that it? I think that's it. So, bye. 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 Bye.